0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is the Football News and Knowledge Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Bell. Today's episode, we're going to start off with some news of Atlanta regarding Julio Jones. And that news is Julio Jones can now be traded. I know the past couple episodes I've talked about Julio Jones a little bit and other players who have been disgruntled and kind of been on the move considerably pretty much on the move from their team, but I want to talk about Julio Jones in particular, not only because I am more of a Falcons fan of all the teams that are in the NFL, but also because I am saying right now that as of today, as of Friday, uh, June 4th, if Julio Jones is not on another team by this time next week then he isn't getting traded. The fact that the uh, he could have been traded post June 1st or as of Wednesday he uh, and he still hasn't been that says to me that the Falcons haven't been offered a good enough deal. There is a some little buzz around the NFL that He the Falcons were offered a first round pick for Julio Jones, which many people would say, Why would they not take that? That's very good compensation for a 32 year old wide receiver. Well, the issue is, yes, they're getting offered a first round pick, but there's definitely something else with that. They're either being offered, they're probably getting offered a first round pick, and who they have to either absorb. His entire contract which in that case it's not really worth it for the Falcons in the long run uh, or for this season at least or they're getting offered a first-round pick for Julio Jones and may the Falcons would have to give up a second or a third pick and the Falcons don't want to do that and as someone who's more of a fan of the Falcons I know what most Falcons fans are kind of thinking right now. Like, oh, you know, it's one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. We better be getting at least a first round pick. And to be honest, Falcons fans no, that's just not how it works. Because Falcons fans were gifted a couple years ago by getting a second round pick from the Patriots. For Muhammad Sanu. So Falcons fans right now are thinking we got a second round pick for Muhammad Sanu who's not even in the same stratosphere as Julio Jones. We should definitely at least get one first round pick. And then add to the fact the Falcons just gave up last year a second round pick and swapped a fifth round pick for a fourth round pick with the Ravens for Hayden Hurst. And it's essentially just a second round pick because fifth and fourth round, yeah, you might get a good player, you but chances are it's not really going to be an impact player. But the fact that the Falcons didn't pick up his fifth year option and pretty much says that either they're going to have to sign him to a long-term deal after this season or he's gone and they gave up a second round pick for him, that. They should at least get a first for Julio Jones. And I'm sure Arthur Blank uh, and Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith might be looking at it from a more reasonable standpoint of, hey, listen, we probably aren't going to get more than a second. And I can say as a Falcon fan, if a team came to the Falcons and said, we'll take Julio Jones off your hands and we're going to give you a second round pick pick. Between 33 and 45. I would take that. I would definitely take that. That would eliminate so much cap space, or that would help out the Falcons with their cap issues. They have their entire rookie class isn't signed yet, they still have to sign players. And of course, if Julio's contract was off the books, it would greatly benefit the Falcons to sign those players. And it would help them in the fact that they would be able to sign other players. Granted, these players wouldn't be big name players. Like I'm saying free agents that are still on the market due to the amount of uh, the amount of players that are that were free agents or coming out of the draft this year. I mean, they could get some corners. They can maybe get a good offensive lineman. And it would make sense for them to do that but now this this is me being a bit of a Falcons fan here uh i hope that they don't trade Julio Jones main reason being the Falcons so i i want y'all to think about this in 2016 the Falcons went to the super bowl As we all know, they blew the 28-3 lead. Ha ha, yep, they did. In 2012, they made it to the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. Blew another lead, by the way. Uh, But that game could have gone either way, if not for a blown no-call by the refs at the end of the game when Navarro Bowman had clear pass interference on roddy white on a fourth down play that being said that that's that's beside the point my whole thing is with both those teams the falcons best two teams in the past 10 years and really their entire team has been like this for almost all matt ryan's career their best teams are offensive driven They've never in the past ten years have not been a great defensive team. I mean, and the this is why I wouldn't want to see Julio Jones trade it, because the Falcons have a plethora of weapons. Easily and and some people might say, Oh, Tampa has it better, or whatever, or the C- Cleveland Browns have it better. And that's fine. That's your opinion. This is mine. And I feel like a lot of people would agree with me on this. The Falcons, as of right now, have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, Russell Gage, which I know isn't a household name. But for the first four weeks of the NFL season, he was a top 10 receiving uh, receiver. And he was the Falcons' third best wide receiver. But they have, so they have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, and now they just drafted Kyle Pitts. They have five dominant weapons that can all spread the field out for Matt Ryan, make big plays. It, it's kind of a. comparable to like some of the best offenses in history based on talent-wise. Now, I know people will say, oh, Matt Ryan's not there for the talent level, which, okay, that's fine. I kind of agree with you there. But at the same time, Matt Ryan has never had an offensive-minded head coach. Arthur Smith is an offensive-minded head coach. The closest he's gotten... Like his best season was in 2016 with Kyle Shanahan where he had an offen- a very good offensive coordinator who's now one of the best offensive minded head coaches in the league. Think about what Arthur Smith could do for Matt Ryan, for Julio Jones, for that offense. The Falcons have always rode high and like flown high on like dominant pass attack and just run up the score and have to compensate for the terrible defenses which as a falcons fan falcons fans all know this it, it sucks to see it because you just want to see like every time we're like thinking oh are we even going to get one sack this game if we can get one sack it's going to be like a lock that we win if we get one forced fumble or interception, it is a lock. We're winning that game. But the Falcons are a primarily dominant offense and no defense. And with that, I mean while I'm I, I'm going to say this, I've said who my dark my dark horse teams are for the Super Bowl this year. And this is more just me being a fan of the Falcons. The Falcons are my super dark, dark, dark horse for the Super Bowl. And for those people who say, oh, you're nuts, you're crazy. They aren't even the best team in their division. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm not going to disagree. The Buccaneers are a far superior team. They have... A far, in a way, better, like, all-around built team, but injuries happen. Who says that Tampa doesn't suffer some injuries? And just getting back to the whole possibility with Julio Jones being traded, the reason why I think he's not going to be, tra- or if he doesn't get traded by ne- this time next week, he's not going to get traded is because that will say to the Falcons, hey, we weren't offered what we wanted to get everyone's doubting julio we'll wait until the season starts maybe we're flying high and heavy or heavy and high if and that's probably not even a saying when i think about heavy and high um but (laughs) they're gonna be flying they could be flying high and they could say hey listen we need julio he's a valuable part to our offense and we're going to keep them this season and maybe we'll trade them next off season or cut them or something but if they aren't doing well and their offense is struggling or their 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 team is struggling they aren't winning a lot of games what they could maybe do is kind of the the, by like week four week five there's gonna be teams that are gonna think wow we're doing better than we thought where if in week five let's say after week five there's a team that's four and one that thinks wow we didn't think we'd be four and one to start the season and our biggest need right now is wide receiver help for our quarterback we'll go offer a first round pick for Julio Jones get that get that dominant presence especially if julio jones is doing well at that time if julio jones in the first five weeks has is like one of the top three to five receivers in the nfl statistically i mean his value is going to go up it's going to shoot up if he stayed healthy and everything so if the falcons are doing bad, and they trade him during that time, they're probably going to get more for him. And that will depend on how he plays it, like I said, and his health. Which brings me to my next point. Maybe the Falcons kind of, like, if they don't trade him, maybe they don't want Julio at camp. Maybe they just tell him, like, hey, stay away. Stay away. Because if they have him come into camp, He could get injured you never know someone rolls up on him and he gets injured if he stays away just keeps posting stuff on twitter instagram you know all these almost like hype videos workout videos it will build his stock his trade stock and then if he comes into the season and lights it up i think it was like Three or four years ago, that I had Julio on my fantasy team, and in like week three, he had over 200 yards. And it's like, if he has one of those games in the first couple weeks, and the Falcons are struggling, oh, his trade stock goes way up. It goes from being like accepting of a second round pick as of right now like they'd accept a second round pick to hey we're getting at least a first round pick and maybe a first and swapping a six four five and quite frankly i think that's what they should do if if i was arthur blank arthur smith that is what i would do i would hold on to julio and try to keep him away from the team facility so that way he stays healthy. There's no risk of injury. And it might help Julio, for all we know. Maybe Julio is still recovering from injuries from last season. I mean, I would hope not. That would be really bad for his longevity and happiness in life if he's dealing with injuries that last this long. But for the team... If they play this out, and they get to the season, and Julio's lighting it up, it's good for them in either way. The only way it goes down in a bad way is if he is just being average, or meh, and then he'll probably, if they trade him away, they'll probably get like, what, a third at the least for him? Because even when you, let's put it this way, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald over the past couple of years hasn't been that great, but you still have to respect the name, you still have to show coverage to him, because if you don't, Larry Fitzgerald would still burn a team if, if given the opportunity. I think any team would still trade a third or even if they got an average Julio Jones would still trade a third round pick for Julio. The only exception to that is if Julio wasn't healthy, which I would definitely, like I said, I would take the gamble. If I was the Falcons, play this out. Go in the season. If you guys are or if the Falcons are lighting it up, playing lights out, winning games. Well, you have a good situation. Julio will probably probably be happy because he's winning. Two, you guys are winning. Like like I said, you, like the Falcons would be possibly making it towards the playoffs. But if they aren't winning, and Julio's lighting it up, still a good thing to have because then you can trade him away for a first round pick. And maybe even more, depending on how good he's doing. The only downside to this is if he comes in just looking average or, like I said, meh, and just underperforming and the team's not doing good, I'd say they're going to get, like, maybe a third then. Or if he comes in injured, then they won't be able to trade him. And that is why I said they should trade him away. But that being said, if there's any team right now, and I've said this before, if there's any team right now that should be going after Julio Jones, and I'm going to pound on the table right now, there's one team that should be going after Julio Jones, hot and heavy, ready to like throw everything at him, and that is the Packers. The Packers settle all their Aaron Rodgers issues If they go get Julio Jones. Period. End of story. Aaron Rodgers will say, Oh, well now I have Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Aaron Jones, Robert Tanyan, a great offensive line. I'm happy. I I think it would make Aaron Rodgers very happy. And I think he would come back to the Packers and... Everyone would be saying, "Oh, Packers to the Super Bowl!" All everyone in Wisconsin would be going nuts. Holy crap, we gotta be the uh, the favorites to go to the Super Bowl now, and that's a good thing for the Packers to have. It ends the drama with it. It would it would literally be killing two birds with one stone. They would fix a need, which is their wide receivers. They only have one good wide receiver. They would pretty much cure any issues they might still have with Aaron Rodgers, I feel like. And all they had to do was throw that one second, maybe first round pick at the Falcons. Cuz I think if the Falcons are taking a or get a first round pick they're definitely going to have to absorb some of Julio's contract, which I think the Falcons would do in a heartbeat. And I know as of late, there's been like some NFL analysts and reporters saying like, oh, here are the top teams that are favored for to get Julio Jones. And some of them, I'm pretty sure I might have been saying the Browns, the Titans, the Colts. And... Those are all good. I think the Browns would be freaking nuts if the Browns got it. I forget who uh, suggested the Browns, but the Titans, it makes sense. Not really for Julio. I think that it actually, he'd pretty much be walking into a very similar situation that he has with the Falcons, maybe even a worse situation. I know certain Titan fans might be upset about that. Saying, oh, we're in a better situation than the Falcons. Are you, though? You guys just lost Corey Davis. You guys lost John U. Smith. You guys only have A.J. Brown at wide receiver. You guys have a good offensive line. Don't get me wrong. You guys got that freak of nature in Derrick Henry, which I say that respectfully. He is a god amongst men. And you have Ryan Tannehill, who's a very good quarterback. But your defense is nothing. No one's freaking out about the Titans' defense. No one's freaking out about the Falcons' defense. Yeah, the the Titans have Derrick Henry, but if you're able to stop Derrick Henry this year, I mean, all you have to really worry about is A.J. Brown. As of right now, I mean, I can't think of any player that scares me on the Titans. I would say that if Russell Gage from the Falcons went to the Titans, he would be instantly their number two wide receiver. I mean... And then you look at the Falcons, like, to compare. Great offense. They... Don't really have like a big, big name running back. They just signed Mike Davis. I don't know how well that's going to go for the Falcons, if it's going to equate to anything for them. But they have a great offense, all these weapons, and then their defense is just garbage. Can't get sacks. Really, their defense isn't garbage, garbage. They can't get pressure. And they aren't good at defending as of right now. They, they're they solid at run stuffing. But if I was Julio Jones, I wouldn't really want to go to Tennessee. If you're trying to win, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, if I'm Julio Jones, there's two teams that – or three teams that I'm set on going to. Number one being the San Francisco 49ers. And it's because they're getting so many players back from injury – and they already have Debo Samuel, Brand Ayuk, George Kittle, uh, for blanking on the name of the running back in San Francisco. But I don't think it'd be smart for San Francisco, and the reason is, okay, you're gonna sign or trade for Julio Jones. That's fine. You you trade for him, you get him. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to start the season. There's no way the 49ers can justify to the to the 49ers faithful that, hey, at, because Jimmy Garoppolo say he returns, doesn't get injured this year, lights it up, tears up the NFL at quarterback. There's no way they can justify, hey, we're going to start Trey Lance next year. No. Especially if they go back to the Super Bowl. Like, you're going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, who just got you to a possible Super Bowl. it's because you went and traded for Julio Jones, which people would say, oh, that's a good problem to have, to have two good quarterbacks. There's only one good problem to have, and that's no problem at all. You don't want to have any problems. Like, and that's... So that's why I don't think that the 49ers will be a good match for Julio Jones. Well, Julio Jones would like to go there. I don't think it'd be smart for the 49ers. Number two would be the Indianapolis Colts. Give Carson Wentz another weapon. I think that Carson Wentz will be a top five or borderline top five quarterback this year. I've said that so many times on this podcast. But then added to the fact, you know, they have a great defense. They have a great offensive line. They have a good running back. Two good running backs, really, because they have Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. All they're really missing is more wide receiver help. Yeah, they have T.Y. Hilton. They have uh, Pittman Jr., uh, which that'd be another issue because who knows? May Pittman might not give up number 11, and I feel like Julio Jones would say, if I'm going to the Colts, I'm taking number 11. Could be wrong. He might go back to his college number of number eight. Who knows? trying to think. Is there anyone on the Colts that's number eight right now? I don't think so. But either way, the Colts would be a very good fit. The Packers would be a very good fit. The only thing that the Packers have to deal with is their salary cap right now is not in the best situation. Aaron Rodgers would have to restructure his contract. Devontae Adams would probably need to restructure his a little bit. I think that they would both be willing to do that, but I'm not sure. Maybe Julio would be willing to restructure his contract to uh, go with the Packers. But those are the only three teams that I really consider to be the top candidates for Julio Jones. Because all three of those teams, in my opinion, will give him the best opportunity to to win a Super Bowl. Some people might say, oh, what about the Ravens? Yeah, the Ravens will give him a good opportunity, but he's not going to get the stats that he would get with these other teams as well that will help add to his legacy. Lamar Jackson, from all the film I watched last year, there were so many times where I saw someone who was... Their, their route was developing, and they're going downfield and I'm thinking... They're gonna be open. Also, i look back at where Lamar is, and he's taking off down the field. I'm thinking, just wait a sec, let it develop a little bit more. You're very good at running. Don't get me wrong. He would probably get a first down on that play, but it's like, if you just wait maybe like an extra half second, that wide receiver maybe would have gotten a touchdown. That being said, also the Ravens are more of a running team, so. I don't think that Julio would really fit in that scheme. I, I, I'm i pretty set in stone on this. I think the the Packers should trade for him. If not the Packers, the Colts. And maybe, I mean, if the 49ers want to take on that that uh, toll of maybe going back to a Super Bowl, which is good. If they went to a Super Bowl and won great thing for the Packers. I don't think any 49ers fan would be upset about that. But at the same time, 49ers fans will still have in the back of their head that hey, Jimmy Garoppolo just took us to another Super Bowl. We won that Super Bowl. Or even if they lost. If they lost that Super Bowl, either way they went back to another Super Bowl. And We drafted this guy, Trey Lance, in the first round this past year. And if they lose the Super Bowl, then fans would say, Why did we draft Trey Lance? We could have drafted maybe a corner or a pass rusher. Something that could help them better off to get to that Super Bowl and win that game. Especially, say, if the 49ers went to the Super Bowl this year and lost by because of a missed like pass breakup or something or like poor corner play. The fans would be probably hot and heavy on the uh on on the organization. Like, you know, why'd you draft Trey Lance? This was a waste of a draft pick. And I've already said this. I think Trey Lance is gonna be a good quarterback in the NFL, but I do not have him being my number three quarterback in the NFL. Granted, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. For all we know, he could end up being the best. But, I mean, I view Justin Fields as a much better quarterback. That being said, when we return, we will be talking about Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears when we return after this. Welcome back this is the football news and knowledge podcast I am your host Joshua Bell now before the we went to commercial I had teased about how we would be talking about the number 11 overall pick by the Chicago Bears Justin Fields and that is exactly what we are going to be doing Justin Fields who thus far in camp has been impressing coaches uh, from what I understand Matt Nagy is every or thinks that Justin Fields, as of right now, is everything they envisioned him to be, and I mean, if you're gonna move up that many picks, he better be the player that you thought he was gonna be, and I I believe he's gonna be the player they think he's gonna be as well. He was my number three quarterback in coming into this draft. It was Zach Wilson. Trevor Lawrence, very close between those two. So for anyone hating on me about that, that's fine, but it's very close. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, then Mac Jones, and then Trey Lance. Now the or not not Mac Jones, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, then Mac Jones. Sorry. I just believe that Justin Fields has Like, of all these quarterbacks, I think Justin Fields has the most potential to be... His ceiling is the highest of any player. I think that he has the capability to be a multi-MVP, maybe possible Super Bowl winner with the Chicago Bears if the team assembles a good offense around him. When I know this might be a little bit of a easy way out, but I would compare him to a Lamar Jackson. I think that Justin Fields is a very good quarterback. I'd say that he probably has a little bit better throwing mechanics than Lamar Jackson, coming out at least. So I believe he has all the potential in the world. And there is a lot of people who are a lot of people who are very low on Justin Fields. And I feel like the reason why, and I mean, don't quote me on this, but I feel like the reason why is because the fact that Justin Fields came out of Ohio State where he, where Ohio State has had multiple quarterbacks over the past couple of years come into the league and be busts, or be just backup quarterbacks. Dwayne Haskins, a bust quarterback for the now Washington football team, and now uh, is a part of the Pittsburgh Steelers roster. Which, that's not me trying to knock Dwayne Haskins. I actually believe that he has the potential to be a okay to solid starter in this league. I think he needs to sit a year and learn behind Ben Roethlisberger and kind of mature a little bit more, but the potential is there for him. That being said, game back to Justin Fields. Justin Fields, he, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. I mean, this guy has already—it's <laughs> it, funny—he's already developed a hatred for the Packers, which I find funny, which will make the that division even better. As someone who lives in Wisconsin Packers fans don't fear the bears or the Vikings or the lions They, I, Most of my family that's Packers fans just say, Oh, those are, those are six wins every year. Maybe we'll lose one. And as someone who likes the whole idea of competition and always being a, a good game, I think this will help. With uh, Justin Fields already Disliking the Packers And growing his hatred I think that With the fact that he's already looking good At camps which I know that The hatred thing might not Play or doesn't play a big role Into his development at all But The fact that he's looking good And he kind of hates the Is growing that hatred for the Packers That must be what every Bears fan Wants to hear They got to love hearing that. I mean, the Bears have not really had a franchise quarterback since Jim Jim McMahon, if you consider Jim McMahon, even a franchise quarterback and (laughs) with what Justin Field looks like he could be in my eyes, a Lamar Jackson esque like he's not as fast as Lamar. But I think he has the skill set of Lamar to run with, added to the fact, probably better throwing mechanics. The fact that he's impressing already has to be fantastic news for every Bears fan out there. I can't wait to see him on the field. Can't wait to see how he develops in this offense. And this doesn't mean that the Packers are going to be instant playoff contenders this year if he is good for all we know that they, they could suck this year but just as long as they see that potential in Justin Fields you know Aaron Rodgers who's getting older like I said he, uh, he might be off this Packers team within the next couple of years and then who's the next team that's going to rise in the nfc north and i think there's a good chance it could be the the chicago bears if jordan love doesn't pan out for the packers kirk cousins is not old by any means but he's definitely not young at the same time i mean kirk cousins is uh i'm trying to think here i think he's he is uh wow 32 years old sorry same age as Julio Jones. I was late really thinking, I'm pretty sure he came out in the same draft. But it wasn't positive. Either way, Kirk Cousins is 32 years old. In a division where the Vikings have already announced that they were trying to trade up to draft Justin Fields, they clearly saw something in him. And by the way... For all those Vikings fans that sent me messages, DM'd me, and said that I was stupid because uh, I had the Vikings taking Justin Fields in my mock draft, hey, just saying, I had insider information on that one, but either way, maybe not right away, Justin Fields might not be an instant, like, success, But I think that he's probably the future of not only the Chicago Bears, but also the the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers, who's getting up there in age. Kirk Cousins, who the Vikings already were open about trying to draft his replacement. And quite frankly, his contract is up, I think, in two years might be off the team in general. Jared Goff, who isn't really the long-term solution for the Detroit Lions, one of these teams is going to rise to the top unless, unless Jordan Love is able to keep the Packers there, which even then, it'll be very interesting then. But I'm not saying, like I said, I'm I'm not saying that the Bears are going to be instant successes. But Justin Fields on the Bears, which I think after this year, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, will probably be fired. They'll get a new offensive-minded coach, if I had to assume, in there. A good GM. And if, if Justin Fields is good... There's probably going. To, they're probably going to get one of the top candidates. And as their head coach and GM, so. For the future, they will have. Possibly the number one quarterback in their division. With possibly the best coaching slash, management staff, in their division. Because I'm not, I'm not saying the Packers have a good management staff. They've pissed off Aaron Rodgers to the max and just getting on Aaron Rodgers for a second. When I was gone during my hiatus, there was a lot of reasons why I wanted to like try to do a podcast on my phone. One being there was a 75 around league circles of inside the building. From what I was hearing 75 to 80% chance Aaron Rodgers was gone and going to be going to, spoiler spoiler alert, the Denver Broncos. Which, now that the draft is passed, there's not as many teams that are really in need of a quarterback. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is probably either going to sit out a year or... He's going to play for the Green Bay Packers. I don't think there's any way that he switches to another team, really. Unless, you know, the Oakland Raiders, for for instance, who Mike Mayock and I'm blanking on, I can't believe I'm blanking on the head coach's name, but Mike Mayock and the head coach might actually, or they're, they're, if they don't do well this year, they're going to be on the hot seat, and they're prob- at least Mike Mayock will probably be gone. So it's – uh, it's def- John Gruden, sorry. John Gruden, the head coach. John Gruden probably won't be gone, but Mike Mayock, if they do not – if the Raiders don't perform well this next year, I could see him being let go. If the Raiders do awful, I could see them both being fired. But that being said, Aaron Rodgers was like a 75% chance. Now I haven't like all those talks, everything have kind of gone dark around league circles. So if he gets traded, or I, I'd say he's at like a 50-50% chance. That he'll play for the Packers this next year. We can't rule out the possibility that he kind of forces his hand by say by showing or by retiring from the Packers. The Packers moving on to join Love, Join Love succeeding, or they draft someone next year to uh succeed Aaron Rodgers, and then Aaron Rodgers coming back out of retirement saying, Hey, trade me because either because at that point if they've drafted someone say in the first round to replace Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love cuz say Jordan Love didn't play well this year that would mean that when he comes back they either have to pay his contract out and have him on the team or they'd have to trade him and his potential the the trade possibilities goes way down because or their trade market for him goes down. Because at that point they would need to be getting rid of him. That would be a large cap number. Who knows if they'd be signing other players. I feel like they'd almost have to anticipate him maybe doing what Brett Favre did. Because that's what Brett Favre did. Once the Packers had moved on from Favre. Brett Favre came back. And said no I'm unretiring," And that forced the Packers to trade him. Now would Aaron Rodgers do that? I don't know. As someone who can be rather petty themselves, I could see I could see Aaron Rodgers doing it. Um and everyone says oh pettiness is a bad thing. Not always. No. Not always. If sometimes it will help you greatly. And For Aaron Rodgers, if that's what he wants to do, if he wants to go play for another team, this will help him. This will benefit him greatly to be petty. And I would encourage it if that's what he really wants to do, if he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. Maybe go host Jeopardy for a year. Either way, that leaves that division, the NFC North. If Jordan Love doesn't work out, and Aaron Rodgers leaves or retires, that opens up the spot for the new king of the hill. And why couldn't it be Justin Fields? The guy who I compare to Lamar Jackson with <laughs> with better, better throwing mechanics. Slightly slower. I mean... I can genuinely say, mark my words, if if Justin Fields pans out like I think he will, in five years, within five years, the Bears will be the kings of the hill of, this, of the NFC North. Matter of fact, I would say even if Jordan Love pans out, I would still say Justin Fields is the king of the hill. The Bears are the king of the hill in the division. And I don't think Man Nagy and Ryan Pace will be there anymore. I just I just don't I think they will have a new head coach, new GM. I think no matter what happens this year, they're gone. Uh unless they literally have a absolutely tremendous season, you know, 14 and 3, which is weird to say, 14 and 3 or like 13 and 4 something along those lines, then I would say yeah, they're probably going to be staying. But Otherwise, I think they're gone and I think a new head coach, probably the top prospect next year, will be going in to Chicago and everything will be trending upwards. First year with that new head coach will probably be a little bit rough getting everything down and in place. Second year, it's really going. Third year, if Rogers is still with the Packers he'd be probably like have declined in skill dramatically from this point to that point or he might have retired or been traded who knows and by that in like 3 years, 4 years the bears are really like the kings of the hill in my opinion it's just i i think that Justin Fields is a great competitor and real quick just came back on the whole ohio state thing with people being down on ohio state quarterbacks listen up joe burrow played for ohio state as well yes he transferred but he still played there everyone wants to say about oh how jalen hurts might be the future of the philadelphia eagles i don't believe he will be but Everyone says, oh, he played under Nick Saban. Yeah, he also transferred to Oklahoma. So, you got to make sure that even though, like, like I feel like everyone's just trying to point out all the good in, or all the bad in players, or the good, it depends. Like, with Jalen Hurts, they're going to say, oh, we're going to point out all the good things, like how he played for Nick Saban and everything. Meanwhile, they won't point out the good in Justin Fields, or they won't point out the bad in Joe Burrow. Where he, if you're gonna say that uh, OSU or Ohio State quarterbacks are bad, then you'd have to say, oh well, Joe Burrow played under them, so he's clearly not that great. But as we all know, Joe Burrow looks like a like. A future top five quarterback in the league and he came out of technically Ohio State transferred to LSU and lit up the NFL but that's just a thought of mine that being said like Justin Fields I hope for nothing for the best for him and all these other players I've been talking about, even Jalen Hurts. I hope that he does prove me wrong. I hope he is the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. But with that being said, I hope for nothing but the best of all these players. Uh, Look forward to doing the podcast again on Tuesday. We will be back on Tuesday. And, yeah, I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Have a good one. Bye-bye.